0: You know that that's what they do. Oh, we were we were on a shoot set the other day. Every 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 between all the sets.
1: Oh two? Well, why do they I don't know. double clap? I thought it was one just little like
0: it could be one. But it's okay. it's, to, it's to get all the it's when you with the multiple cameras. To get all the audio lined up across cameras, we should cut this because you know if someone's listening and we're clapping in their ear, they're gonna be they're gonna be pissed.
1: Mm, Okay, we'll start back over
0: again. No, stop. Just
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was for you. That was for us. It's okay. I'm
2: I'm clipping this. Okay, thank you. Thank
1: you, Um,
0: Andrea. Yeah, it's nice to see you. And the fact that you're here today, um, you made it.
1: You made it. I know. I was just filming a little reel for Lauren and Amanda for Woodshop Social. They're like, they typically come with us, and it's a snow day today. Today
0: is January 17th. Uh, as we walked over here, there is about, well, drove, what,
1: Seven? Eight? Eight? yeah, eight, yeah. It's funny, because you yesterday... Inches you, of snow. Seven, inches eight,
0: of snow. Eight, oh, yeah.
1: Inch- inches of snow. I knew what you meant. Yeah. It's seven and eight inches. Uh, Tony yesterday goes hey everyone we're closing the office it's supposed to be like really crazy tomorrow so everyone's working from home today and I woke up and I was like there's no snow and sure enough I just was a little delayed the snow has come and thank goodness the team is home and thank goodness we have the ability to work from home Um, it's great a little re reshuffling and organizing
0: it was bound to happen it was yeah just a couple inches in the morning it's like okay it's fine to get into the office but it's gonna be a shit show when we go home
1: especially like you jasmine quail are like out in south and then you know Boonies. early and jd on the south hill the hill yeah i saw so many people stuck on the hill earlier today it's been funny and scary i love
0: watching the videos online
1: they're just it's like what the hell are you thinking they're
0: just there's this one the bus is coming down the hill but he's going sideways
1: Terrifying. and it's like
0: tony hawk you know moves like sliding down the road like he's doing a flip grind or something i don't know
1: well in portland i you know my best friend laura she's on the morning show down Mm. there they've Mm -hmm. had the ice storm Mm. she's recording she posted on her instagram literally on her kitchen island she had like a board a mic a whole like oh she's from home because they like there's no power down there like rigs are frozen over like it's crazy winter has arrived Mm. in january Mm -hmm. speaking of january Hello 2024. Oh yeah, it is. First podcast of the year.
0: Welcome to the new year. I um I've managed this record. I've shared this a couple times with a few people. I have still not inadvertently written 2023 in my notebook like every time like I <laughs> date great. something or like I sign checks as a joke, was a check. Um <laughs>
1: Have you written 2025 cuz no. I have? No.
0: Um, oh no. yeah, because well, I we were so that?
1: well we were so far in planning mm-hmm. 2024 mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, it's the new year, it's 2025.
0: Uh, yeah yeah, like, please don't do that to me. We spent so much time working ahead, but you're right, it's like you're, I'm like, what
1: year is it? We've what? been
0: talking about. Uh, the, uh, I've been, we've been in 24, 24 for like six months.
1: Let's be real. We've been working in 24 for six months.
0: Well, well, it's good to be here into <laughs> the new year. Um, we missed. I think I don't know if we missed one. No, not last time, but um. I have been getting poked by a couple of people saying, hey, we need more episodes. Yeah. So, you know, about that. Absolutely. I don't know.
1: We'll get more episodes.
0: Okay. Here we go.
1: Yeah. I know I have February scheduled. I don't think Brennan had his calendar open when mm. I looked less for March. We'll have but words with him. But maybe that was in January. We well, will have words with yeah, him.
0: Later. But um, before we beat him up, um, our guest today is the esteemed... I'm excited about this one. Owner and operator of this very studio, Spokecast Studios, uh, Brennan Pointer. Hey, Brennan. Brennan. Hello.
2: How's it going? <laughs> it's uh, it's great to be here in my studio. <laughs> uh, did you press record? Because I realize you're not in your normal seat right now. I hope so. Okay. I think so. There, I, I'm pretty sure I press record. If not, the backup's going, so we're good. Okay. Good. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I. When you text me that I was going to be the guest, I was like, I, I don't get to be guests on podcasts very often. I'm always recording podcasts or I'm doing my own podcast, but I'm never the guest on podcast. of another. So.
0: Well, we talked about it a while ago when I brought it up because, you know, the idea here was about marketing and partners and vendors, and mm-hmm. oddly enough, you fit a lot of those mm. All three of different, them. different hats. Yeah, so... Um, official title, like we said, owner operator here of Spokast Studios. But how is it that Abby describes you at a party?
1: Oh, I love this. Oh,
0: well, if uh you
2: if you would have made it to my roast. Um (laughs) Uh, um, I I was there. um, (laughs) You would have heard what she had to say, but I will keep that there because it was very uh rated X. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I think Abby would she would describe me as a as an affable, like podcaster that I I mean I this is who I am. I I literally am a character of myself of uh, some like I when I was getting roasted at my pop at my birthday like everyone basically said like you are a character of someone who's trying to be a podcaster and I feel like that's who I am. Like I but she would also say I'm very loving, very um community focused and that I probably don't spend enough time at home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did
1: like when she, I think it was you said that you're the trophy husband. Mm, that's a good point. I yeah. like that. I think that's that's like, what I said, actually. Yeah, you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were like, I'm the trophy husband, the hot trophy husband. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that's amazing.
2: Uh, but she would, I, I would hope she'd have nice things to say about me. If I explained her to anyone, I would probably just tell people that she does OnlyFans because she's an accountant. <laughs> 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 so uh, that's amazing, but no, it's uh. But she's amazing. She's like I wouldn't be where I am without my wife, and she she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
0: awesome, and I think that it's it's awesome that you say that because your your journey across mm. design and marketing and entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um you you really have touched a lot of the things that with this show we're super interested in in digging into mm. and not only that um you've been either an arms length away uh, away from the wood shop the whole time mm. or right there with us so it's kind of a a kind of a fun way that that all came together but what's what's the background how did you get started on this marketing then into podcasting path like
2: uh, that's, I mean, it all starts with, um, well, this there's is a, great story. There's, there's a, there's, it's such a layered story. There's so many things that happened to get where I am today. Uh, and it starts with my twins being born. I'm going to back you up. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to go back even further. Okay. what did you study in school? I studied graphic design. I went to Spokane Falls Community College. I graduated there in 2009 with, a AAS and, De, uh, web design and graphic design awesome and that's where my basis started and then i started doing in-house marketing for companies in north idaho <laughs> and that's how Cup we level. met yep. yeah we we met at alligator performance that's you, right you were my radio rep i bought uh radio spots on rock 94 and a half
1: rock. <laughs>
2: and that yeah that's how we became friends and then but even before that, I was I was listening to podcasts like I was listening to podcasts mm. all the time. Like back in 2008, like I was listening to Adam Carolla, um, WTF with Mark Marin. Like I would listen to those when I was uh, working on the golf course. And I, there was just a lot of time spent listening to podcasts. So back I mean, when there was only like six podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Back when like Apple was like promoting like listen to podcasts and like it's like radio but longer and different i don't like it was like i remember them promoting it and it just never really made much sense to 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 the every person but like to me it was like this this sounds like fun it it really didn't
0: make a lot of sense because like news podcasts are extremely popular mm -hmm. and to think back then like why would i want to listen to old news (laughs)
2: <laughs> so true <laughs> right like yeah. it's
0: recorded that mean it happened already right so because
1: you value that speaker's opinion and insight on well, the news topic we get that now but back <laughs> yeah. then like i was like yeah. that be, that's still why but nobody thought listened. like that before absolutely i <laughs> argue i'm gonna argue with you on <laughs> <Crazy>. that one
0: <laughs> but so so britta design mm, design was the start of it yeah and then um As you jumped into the workforce, Mm -hmm. you mentioned a couple um, businesses in North Idaho. Mm -hmm. Were either of those, were those design works or the jobs, or was that more in the marketing realm?
2: So when I worked at Alligator Performance, I was hired there as a designer. Like I was designing banner ads, um, static banner ads for their website. This is 2009, 2010, I think. And that's what I was mostly doing. I was just helping them like sell diesel aftermarket parts for trucks. Like I would make a, if there was a 15% off sale, like I would make a banner for it. And then I got into mm-hmm. doing social mm-hmm. media, like, and this was like early Facebook. I was going to say like,
1: that's like only Facebook, really like the, inst- the Instagram did not exist yet yeah, until yeah.
2: 2012 and Facebook existed. And so I started doing social media for them and I grew their Facebook page from zero to 10,000 followers in like a year and a half, which at the time was kind of it was a wild west of Facebook pages mm-hmm. and absolutely. Like, uh, and, and that, that kind of grew my reputation on being able to help people run social media because no one knew how to run social media. And I would say like, I was just learning how to do it. And I just kind of marketed myself to say like, Hey, I can help run social media, <laughs> but there was like no classes for it, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, and then I went and worked at a place called Oxyfresh. I did, uh,
1: shout out melissa we love you oh yeah uh
2: and i did I, i was their marketing coordinator like i didn't even i did some graphic design but i helped manage their social media i helped manage other people in the uh marketing department with like their workflow okay which i was really good at um (laughs) <laughs> Just a joke. I'm I'm awful at managing people I, and helping them with their workflow. It's I like, was like the, are you
1: were you were a project manager.
2: <laughs> I was a project manager for like a year and a half. I and, didn't know that. Uh, and it was it was a really that was a really eye opening job doing in house marketing for for Oxyfresh. I, I loved working with Melissa, but we worked mostly with uh, multi level marketing mm-hmm. companies, or we managed multi level marketing companies and working with those like people in that industry is intense. Very intense. They Mm -hmm. have they want it yesterday. They want everything yesterday. And it was uh, it was very fast and it was hard for me to like keep up and I ended up leaving that job and I ended up working at doing in house marketing for a a little uh it was called One Good Thread. They sold um children's boutique clothing and I helped do some marketing for them for about eight months and then i was like i'm done i'm done with marketing i (laughs) so so let me ask you like a
0: couple of those jobs and 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 actually i'm gonna back up a little more because yeah you came out of school it was design Mm -hmm. and and web design but pretty quickly then Mm -hmm. you ended up moving into more of the marketing space right and was that by choice was that by necessity um how did that come together?
2: It was more by like necessity they needed a mm-hmm. like a marketing director at alligator and they were a they were very much a startup like I when I started there it was six people they hired me as a designer and then I always kind of pride myself on being more of a marketer than a designer like I didn't go to school to be a, an amazing graphic designer like the people that I went to school with like, or around the same time, if you're familiar with people in Spokane, are like Carly Ingersoll, or excuse me, Carly Fairbanks, uh, Joel Barber mm-hmm. of the great PNW, um, uh, S- Sebastian Lopez. He works for a place down in Portland doing stuff for like Google, Nike, all these amazing places. They're, these people are like amazing graphic designers. Like they're award-winning graphic designers. And I was like, I'm never going to be one of them. But... I have an eye for design. I know right. what good design is. And I I've I was very good at being like art directing people. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that I've had a lot of talent for. And and that's what I did when I got the alligator performance, when I went to oxy fresh -fresh, and then eventually when i ended up at the wood shop i did did Mm -hmm. some of that and i love design i love looking at something and being like why is it designed that way how can we make it better why the hell is this their elite smoke shop sign on the side of this amazing old building like that is ugly and like there like that's what i love to do when it comes when it came to design i love telling people like what was good, what was bad, <laughs> so and how to make it better. <laughs> yeah, but like, but having a really good designer do it for you. <laughs> well,
0: so how much of your design background led to that, or is this just something you feel like, like you're always this, you were always this bossy guy who's going to tell people what's
2: up? I just love learning about different ways of doing marketing. Like I, when I started at the wood shop, I called myself the digital craftsman because when I when when I started at the wood shop, I was one of three. Yep, uh, and. I mean, and I did design, I did social media marketing. It, everybody did, did a little everything, little, right? A little <laughs> everything, email marketing. I think at one time we were, we had pitched doing some logo design and some web design and I could do it all. Like I can do any piece of digital media that you need to do. I can do it. Okay. Like mm-hmm. there are pieces got, of it.
0: You've got yeah. range. Exactly. You've got, you've got range in, in, when it comes to marketing and mm-hmm. One of the things that I think is really important around that, and and I, I think we should talk about is especially in this town, mm. there's a billion designers. Oh right, three schools yes. putting kids out. They're all good schools. Um, there's not that many design jobs.
1: It's mm. the most coveted position. Mm-hmm. I feel like in agencies and at firms because yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to sit around all day and design right. art? It's mm-hmm. it's so cool if you're a creative. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that is a really good story to point out to people because you're still able to work with design and mm-hmm. take your knowledge from college. But also, I think one thing that you have, and whether it's like entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, that's such a no rule. I cannot say that word. Entrepreneurial, rural. No. You've got the spirit, but mm. you've got the figure it out right mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just get it done. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. tell me what needs to happen. We'll get it. We'll freaking figure it out. Totally. And not a lot of people have that. But it's like, okay, yeah, I, ha- I have design experience, but I can figure out display ads. I can figure out Facebook. Yeah, I can figure this out. Like, give me a challenge, and and that is something that people should really pay attention to.
0: I hope they do, and I I know at one point. Um when we were having interns come through the, the, the Spokane Falls uh, program, they would bring the professors in because mm. they wanted to meet with us as we're doing internships with the students. And the beautiful thing about that was like, hey, I get to give you feedback, which is, yes, we do brands, but we don't sit around and do brands all day. I need someone who can yeah. design an ad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um,
1: I, Swanee, that is needs to be talked about more like, mm. I we do like the amount of logos we do compared to ads, mm-hmm. it's like one to 500. Go sell stuff, baby. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's design. <sighs> Yeah, every, 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 like <laughs> truly
2: everyone in design school who was a was a really good designer all wanted to do that, like do logos, do uh, Brands, brand packaging. Yeah, pa- yeah, Well,
0: and to the point you made, if yeah. you're like the top of your class, the best of the best, you can put yourself in that position where maybe that's all you do. Mm-hmm. But like when we're hiring and I mean, whether we're we're looking for a design or
2: email or all this, everybody's got a design degree. Oh, my gosh. Because so-
0: they end up getting a marketing job.
2: Yeah one of the problems I would say is like, I don't think a lot of students look outside of the marketing realm. Like there's so many places that hire designers that aren't like, that's how I got my feet. wet. Right. is like, I didn't go work cause I knew I wasn't going to work in an agency. Like I knew because at the time in 2010, there was like maybe a half a dozen, yeah. a dozen agencies in Spokane. And I wasn't going to go be a designer at one of them. I, it it was like a dream of mine to work for an agency but like that just wasn't happening and so i was just i looked outside the box and i found in-house like mm-hmm. in-house marketing was definitely a is definitely a good stepping stone for a lot of designers and a good way to like learn all p- aspects of design and with that marketing
0: yeah well and you're you're applying the design to email campaigns to right. display ads to social posts so mm-hmm. you actually get to Practice crafting those messages across mediums, mm-hmm. which, again, is incredibly important.
2: Yeah. Mm. If I
1: were hiring a designer right now and they came to me and they're like, yeah, I don't have any experience um, doing, gosh, you know, ads. But maybe I've done a logo in my portfolio and then someone comes who has a degree who is can show me way more print ads or mm. postcards or billboards or, you know, it's like mm, they're going to be the one we hire.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: we need to start a petition we need more newspaper ads coming out of the design programs <laughs> <laughs> <Newspaper gasps> what's ads? a newspaper they no, don't even know no, but no.
1: I still want to see it yeah, well, and just display ads in general, and um, you know what's so funny, Tony, you said that literally every freaking person that applies for a job at the wood shop, it seems like has a degree in design, mm. and it's even to the point where we're like, I'm not going to interview you if you have a design degree and you're applying for this job because I know that you just want your foot in the door and mm. that you're going to leave in a few months when you realize, oh, you don't want to be like a marketing coordinator.
0: Yeah, that- You say that, and I interview him anyway, because i <laughs> I realize <laughs> that they I, that they know if there are folks who realize that there's mm, other things they're looking for, just because that's what they of would them,
1: But there's some yeah. that come straight from design and I'm like, no, this is an email job or <laughs> anyhow, yeah. we could get really into the weeds on that one. Totally. Back,
0: back to the so back to kind of your um your path here. You mentioned before I kinda of cut you off and backed us up, but you're talking yeah. about
2: I mean, it sounds like you kinda of got burnt out on it. A marketing? Yeah. Uh, In house marketing, yeah, I did. I just I didn't you're working for entrepreneurs for one. And so when you're working for entrepreneurs, they are as you know, they're they're driven. <laughs> <Tell me>. They well <laughs> like I wouldn't say like and it, you don't really fit that box as much as like the people that I work for, but it was you know, it's that hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. I hate hustle mentality. Like I like hustling, I love working hard. I do not wanna be like on at beck and call on emails like that was that's what it was, it was like i was getting yeah. emails from people asking me where things were at or like why hasn't this been done yet and like and everything that i did was always on a timeline it's just like they wanted it like i said yesterday and that gave me so much anxiety and and at that time i didn't even know like i had add and and so managing all that emails People's, like, workflows and my own workflow, like, gave me so much anxiety. And then going to an even smaller in-house marketing, working with a, a married couple, like, mm-hmm. doing boutique clothing through, like, they were selling, like, like on big commerce. Like, it was just, like, it, it, it was very, like, soul-sucking in terms of, like, I wasn't doing anything for myself i was just helping other people kind of manage their stuff and like and it wasn't it wasn't life-giving at all hmm. so like that was you know I, I and i'm very much a life-giving person like i want to go where like i find passion and and you know like that I mean and that is probably you know definitely why i ended up moving into what i'm doing now yeah
0: so With that idea, being passionate about it, has that changed podcasting for you, Mm. being that it was this thing you absolutely loved, and now you've made it your main thing?
2: Right. I don't... That's a great question. Spocast is very twofold. It's the business and it's the podcast. Uh, I love doing the podcast. I love doing the business side of things. Uh, And and one of them kind of always suffers because I'm trying to focus on the other. Mm. And, and it's usually because I, I really want to make my podcast successful or I really want to make other people's podcasts successful. And it, 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 it hasn't diluted enough yet that I'm, that it's soul sucking. And, but I, cause I'm always challenging myself to find new clients like, or help my clients in new ways. Yeah. And, 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 we're in a, I'm in a field that is emerging. Like it's still only 15 years old, uh, about like me, a little older than that. But like, it's still like, there's still a lot to learn. There's still a lot to, to, to understand about podcasting and ways to, to, to pioneer it really. Like, and I'm still in that realm of trying to pioneer parts of podcasting. Like there's not many podcasting studios in in the world (laughs) like and to be like one of the people that are kind of trying to figure it out that's what is really makes me passionate about it
0: interesting so early on i mean the passion for podcasting was you were doing your own Mm -hmm. um at at first you were doing doing one kind of like a side just fun thing
2: right yeah well
1: it started the story should come out now we should talk about the story i just told this story
2: Well, I mean, the story starts, like, for podcasting, for me, was I love fantasy football. Yeah. And my friend Adam Pitzler, he was like, we should make a podcast. And, you know, like, back in the day, people would always be like, we should start a podcast. But no one ever did. And, (laughs) And so we started a podcast. We did it on our phones, which sounded like crap, and it was fantasy football. And there was, in that time, day and age, like 2015, there was... Hundreds of fantasy football podcasts. So many listened to, like ESPN. All the sports people had a fantasy football podcast. So it was really hard to stick out in that. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for two years f- during football season, and then we started doing the Super Nineties Brothers, which is a '90s nostalgia mm-hmm. podcast, which we still do today. Which is kind of off and on. Like we just actually had a our like probably our very f- in eight years of podcasting together, we had our first. Like meeting today about like what are like scheduling our programming for like the next six months. Nice, like we actually like Fun. we found time. Like we're gonna this is these are the movies and TV shows and video games we're gonna do, and we're gonna do it every two weeks, and that we're gonna put on a schedule because uh, it is like my most successful podcast. Awesome. Um, but the what like really got me like excited about podcasting is you sent me to. A Anne Andrea to a <laughs> convention. Yeah, to uh, Portland. Portland. It the, was a
1: digital marketing convention. Yeah, for like a week.
2: Yeah, it was, there was multiple breakout sessions there on podcasting. So many
1: breakout sessions, and, and we split. It was fun. We'd split every day. Maybe mm-hmm. like one or two, we'd be in them together. I will never forget you. <laughs> I like. I was just telling Tim about this. I'm like, yeah. He came out, and he was like that was the greatest session. Like I want to, I want to really level up podcasting. Yeah, You it, were that at that, that moment you were like, you were jazzed.
2: It mean, why well, I left there and I was like, I need to learn how to, because like at that, at that time I was still doing remote podcasting and this was 2019. And I, I was like, I need to learn how to podcast like in person. And Andrea had been like, you should start a podcast with Nate, our friend Nate. And I was like, I'll talk to
1: Nate. I made you guys go on a friend date.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the origins of Sp- Spocast. Mm-hmm. is like we me and Nate met and we were like, what kind of podcast should we do? And he's the one who came up with like, let's talk about people in Spokane. And and he came up with the name, Spocast, And and so like and then that's where like when I when they got excited about it, I got really excited about it. And uh and that yeah like that's where that we went from there like it was yeah podcast
1: was born in was born at the peacock lounge
2: at the peacock lounge yeah
1: and then um the first episode was recorded the first few were in nate's living room i think they're in his studio apartment it was
2: it was so much fun (laughs) it was really fun i will i will say like of all the podcasts i've ever launched like we hit something there because like we were getting a hundred listens in the first day on podcasts. Like we were really like, it was very successful. Like I
1: think that with Spokane though here and, and just being the people that we are, Mm -hmm. you, me and Nate are pretty active in the community. And then, uh, if you, in Spokane, no matter what you do, if you show up, if like people will support you absolutely as and long Spokane as you're someone that Spokane supports them yeah too, absolutely right? yeah so, there's just a lot of pride in the city and in the people that are working really hard to make it a better place and so um that was a we're, we're a powerful trio yeah it was it was i mean <laughs>
2: the unfortunate part of the whole spokecast part was covid covid like mm. it it just kind of sucked all the air out of yeah and then the other part of podcasting that sucked the air out of it was Speak Studios. Mm. And so I, like... But, you know, at the same time, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without going through all of that. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if we need to talk about all that on the podcast, but on this podcast. But, yeah, I mean, like, I... This COVID just really kind of changed the course for everyone. I feel like, yeah, I mean, for well, all businesses right? and all people.
0: <laughs> well, and to come out of it at all yeah, is fair. is a big deal because a lot of things that that shut down or or went away didn't come back. Right, and and to have to to evolve through it, I think, is huge. Um, I want to go back to that conference though. Like, yeah, what was it? Because you already had this interest in podcasting. You were doing them with your bud, and mm-hmm. you listened to them, but. What was it from
2: the, the the conference that got you so excited? It's funny that I say this now because it's not at all my driving force behind what Spocast is, but uh, it was money.
1: Like, This <laughs> yeah. is like, yes. like, the gold yes. rush, baby. Uh,
2: you know, me and Abby we sit around and talk about like, what's like the idea, like the startup idea that you like could make us millions? And... And and at that time I was like, oh, podcasting. Like someone came up and they talked about how they developed this podcast for either it was a P&G brand, um, or it was like a big a big brand that were they were making a podcast for them internally. But like it wasn't late, it was more like a pod, it was the history of something, and okay. then like it was like sponsored by. Mm. And like and they were like charging this group like Twenty five grand, oh, for like I see ten episodes, and I was like, "Holy cow!" Like you got to get that PNG money, man. Yeah, I need to learn how to like podcast so I can <sighs> help people make, so I can make that type of money, and that's a little bit easier said than done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was. Yeah. The, it was. I mean, you saw the, the beginning of something, something mm. you loved, and the beginning of it really turning into something else, and having financial opportunity right. as well so
1: well shoot i just kind of remembered too i i can't remember if you were still at the woodshop or not then but i remember hillary mm. from spokane conservation district calling me one night when i was at rosars and brown's edition and i was like what's up girl and she's like uh, i know that you and you you have Spokecast, you your podcasting mm-hmm. i want a podcast yeah. for Spokane Conservation District. And I was like, hell yeah. She goes, can you can I pick your brain? And I was like, honestly, you need to pick Brennan's brain. Mm. <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I know enough, but I just kind of just talk on the microphone. Like he knows the logistics. Yeah. And I remember connecting you and and that was the, was that your first?
2: That was my first podcast. Yeah, yeah. that was still at the woodshop. Rocks it was to Roots. Rocks mm-hmm. to Roots. Uh, it started in like.
1: It's still going. Yeah,
2: it's still going. And Dave wanted to pivot from their their symposium, their yeah. convention that they usually have. And it was because they couldn't have it. And well, that was did, a COVID thing, too, right? That was right? a COVID yeah, thing, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And they... But they they get money to to put on this event every year f- through grant money. Yeah. Uh, and so instead of doing it like a remote one, instead of doing like a virtual convention, which she Boring. had been to a no. lot of. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, I don't want to do that. I want to do something different. She was like, why don't we make this into a podcast? And then that's where that began. And I think that's kind of like what piqued my interest of like, oh, like getting that first like check to like make 10 episodes for them was like, oh, I can actually make this into a business. It's a thing here. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's so weird COVID, how much COVID changed everything. I literally (laughs) just had that
1: aha moment when Tony was talking about, when we were just thinking, talking about COVID and people who came out of it. And I'm like, man, it was a really big life changing thing for you.
2: Yeah, it really was. Because, I mean, at that time I was working at the wood shop. I was, uh, you know, I didn't know really what to do next, and and I was, you know, I, I think it's no secret I didn't love doing digital marketing. Yeah. And I didn't love like managing all these budgets. That mean it gave me so much anxiety having to manage so, so much. You know how it it's is. It's stressful <laughs> managing <laughs> millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, Let's not like shy away from that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, and and then I saw the opportunity to go work for this other podcasting studio which was like kind of my idea originally and then they just popped up out of nowhere and like we have a podcast studio uh and I, and then i mean they got me away from the wood shop, like dangling fake things to me like yeah and i was like oh this sounds great and but if it hadn't happened i wouldn't have met all the people that i've met and working with today like there's so many people from that working at that studio that i'm still working with Today, just in different capacities, just in different com- yeah. yeah, exactly, and helping them still make their podcast, uh, and it, yeah, really gave me the opportunity to, to create what Spokast is today. After I was like, what do I do? Like I remember, like after I left Speak, and I was like, I had, you know, other clients that wanted to come with me, and I was like, I was like, what am I calling it? Like Digital Craftsman, Craftsman Productions. Like, what's the name of it? And I was like, I can't call this anything but. Spocast. There's no, there's like no better name for a podcasting company than Spocast. And I feel like even at the beginning of Spocast, I was like, we could do this with other people. Yes. And uh, and you're like, I have no interest in doing that. Me and, and I were like, no. And like, <laughs> uh, and I even talked to you about trying to bring podcasts in mm-hmm. the woodshop, and you were like, ah, I'm not that interested in it. And I understand why. Like, it is a hard. At the time in 2019. Yeah, it wasn't the time for it, you know. So
0: it was unfortunate for that. But
1: even now, too, it's kind of interesting because it's like we use podcasting as a marketing tool Mm. for ourselves, right? So like we're a client of yours and we... You know, Tony and I were talking, and we we're really talking about how clients loved, you know, reading our slice and sip. And we're always trying to find ways to showcase our work. We're horrible at showcasing our work, mm-hmm. and really what it's like <laughs> to work with the wood shop, and what those relationships are like, and those stories. And a pot, the podcast was the perfect way to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Hillary with Rocks to Roots and Spokane Conservation District. They brought it in as a as a change of a tactic. Yeah. And so how. How are businesses, I mean, there's just so many ways businesses can use podcasts to now be a part of their content marketing strategy.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, we all know about the marketing funnels and all the buckets that go in marketing buckets funnels, funnels, buckets and funnels. And I, whenever someone, because like, I would say like, I specialize in business to business uh podcasting like that's my main clients like people who want a podcast for the business to utilize to like showcase what they're doing or what they're what's fun about their company like all these different ways of like to promote yourself like and i want to help like that's my best client when i was planning for 2024 like my uh my my team at the spokane co-op the spokane workers co-op asked me like what is like your ideal client i'm like Business to business because they they see the need and they want to utilize it as a marketing tool.
1: It's almost like uh, digital networking too, in that yeah. sense, especially for B two B, right? It, Different guests and hundred percent community. Uh,
2: there's definitely, and I was, I mean, I I do a, a podcasting. I'm sorry, I do a podcast for coaches, like uh, mm. it's called Next Level Good Vibes Only. They're uh, life coaches, awesome. and they they were like, how do we, like, they've been working with me for four years and they're like, how do we get more listeners? And this is the first time them, like, kind of asking me. And I'm like, you got to promote. You got to promote it. You got to put it out there. And you got to find ways to get people to listen to it because when you can get someone to listen to your podcast and then you get, like, a a diehard fan, then they might become a client. And, like, and that's, you know, and the more and more people that listen to your podcast, they'll share it with other people. The more people they'll will find out about it, they'll it. talk about it. Like, I mean, that's why I do Spokecast still, the podcast, is because I need to showcase how a podcast can be successful and how it can promote what you're doing as a as a company. And like, that's, that, I mean, that is the idea. Like, I want to show, you know, I want to showcase like people in Spokane doing the cool and amazing things. But I also want to show like, if you do it, with promotion and do it with, you know, a little bit of, uh, like, word of mouth, and like mm-hmm. you can get m- more
1: clients. And it's like, it's not like a, like I tell people, it's not like, same with a website. You can't just build a website and expect people to come. <laughs> <I> <laughs> right got like, you can't just record a podcast and expect people to listen. Exactly. You still have to market it, friends. <laughs> <Exactly>. So, <laughs> cu- a
0: couple weeks ago, I, I sent you uh, a couple weeks ago, I sent you this video, and it was kind of making fun of the fact that like everybody and their dog has a podcast now, right? Yeah. But so, so with that in mind, I mean, We'd love, you'd love for everybody to have a podcast, but what is it, what should they be thinking about? Like when, if a business owner is kind of listening to this and they're like, man, maybe this works for me. Are there a couple key things that you think they should consider that help them make it a real thing and
2: not just another bunch of dudes screaming into the void? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to have a point of view, a unique point of view when you are developing a podcast, because there are a lot of talking head podcasts out there that are just like, they don't serve a purpose. Like I always want to answer a why in a podcast. Like w- like in Spokane, I always like, why Spokane? Like I want to answer mm. like, why do you love living in Spokane? And it same goes for anyone that starts a podcast is like, why do you want to start a podcast? And like, what questions are you going to answer to get people to listen to it? Like I, every podcast I listen to has has an end goal of like, I'm going to learn something from it and take something away. And I feel like every podcast needs that. They need a why they need a reason for people to listen to. And like, they need to answer a question. And for, uh, for, for some of my clients, it's just showcasing that you're a little bit, that they're a little bit different. Like I do a podcast called the secret flesh with a uh, Lee wick and she is a esthetician that runs uh, vanity. Uh, I'm going to, she's going to kill me. Because I always get her name wrong, but it's a she does um, skincare. What's that called? Esthetician. Uh, she's an esthetician. Estetician. She's an esthetician, but she does a, like every time she does a history of like a beauty technique, like okay. like the history of it, like where it came from,
1: which is so cool.
2: And then she tells a ghost story at the end of it. <laughs> so and, she's got a format yeah, exactly. I
1: love that. And, yeah, and unique. So, like,
2: you and you do need to have a format. Like there's so many so, the things that go into having a podcast. Like, but. You need to have, it can't just be talking heads and like has no direction at all. Like you need to have a who, what, where, why, and when, and hmm. you need to have a format and you need to have a show flow and you need to have prepared questions and you need to have all of these things to make an engaging conversation happen if you if you're going for an engaging conversation. So
1: do people come to you and ask, like, do they ask for help with that?
2: Yep. Uh-huh. Awesome.
1: Yeah. And I can, so you're still doing a little bit of that marketing.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think that's like why I, was I, like,
1: Wait. So <laughs> that's still, I still a thing. The
2: way I kind of promote SpokeCast is like, I can help anyone create their podcast from inception to publication Love and that. everywhere in between. Like if you don't even have, a great idea of what you want your podcast to be like, I can help create that vision and make it something that is fun and enjoyable to listen to. Even if you don't know what that is, Because a lot of people want a podcast, but they don't know what they want a podcast about. Yeah. Or they need help deciphering like all their ideas into a, like a show flow. They got a thousand ideas and you can help them clarify. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so, and I've done that for a, a, not a, a ton of podcasts, but I've done it for a handful of them, and I think probably the most well-known one I do that for is for the the perimeter with Adam Morrison, former Gonzaga basketball player. Like that was like I did every step of that from design of like logo to awesome the publishing and like and I do the clips. I do I run all of that for them, and That's I can do so that.
1: Fun.
2: I mean, ideally, I would could do every piece of every step of a podcast for people if I could have three of me <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, yeah. a, and, and people wanted to sign up for that <laughs> I was gonna say, and they yeah,
1: have the budget for it exactly i do think though it's like if you're gonna do it and you're gonna commit to it because it is hard it, it is something even tony and i tony and i's calendars alone are always a little um crunchy as jasmine would say but then add in <laughs> brennan's calendar for the studio and then add in client and guest calendars and you're just like holy smokes um it is a commitment and it's definitely something that people should be like hey what am i you know lay it out take it seriously mm-hmm. um it's I, not just like comment and record and yeah and leave.
0: it's it is serious and i mean you even mentioned that you and um you and adam sitting down and writing out a calendar yeah you know that's like hey let's plan this thing let's take it serious and mm-hmm. i do think that's important and i'm sure you talk to folks but even the folks that i've talked to and then sent your way it's like all right well what's the purpose and mm-hmm. what do you want to communicate and um yeah it doesn't have to be all it doesn't have to like feel so perfect and professional is kind of how i feel it yeah. as long as you can set your direction and stick to it have i love the consistency of it
1: consistency have your have your why and then of course bring value some sort of value right and i think the other thing obviously i'm biased <laughs> but i love podcasting um i think it's a a really um... Clever and like creative way to do content marketing mm-hmm. because it is it's it's three birds one stone. Yeah, it's audio. It's great social media content. It's great for Instagram. It's great for TikTok, and it's also fantastic for YouTube video. The whole thing, mm-hmm. um, and then also for shorts. And so it's like, yeah, if you're gonna invest in a podcast, let's put another five thousand dollars behind a marketing mm-hmm. camp, like and like run all these ads. You can really take it far. And you can reach so many more people and more, more more than likely your content's going to be very original. Yeah. And just, it's so it's, yeah, it's just like, if you can get the right person, a lot of, a lot of opportunity there for businesses. There's so
2: many opportunities. Like you talk about micro content, like about like reels. And like, I mean, honestly, like that is the way a lot of podcasts are going. There's a lot of podcasts I digest that I don't even listen to. I've never even listened to a full episode. I just watch their mm. reels on the TikTok stuff. Yeah. Cuz like yeah. and that that comes from a lot of like comedy style podcasts, but like everyone can have that. Like it is way it is a way to create content for your business or for what you're trying to do in like very small bits. And there is really cool tools out here now that like can help you make it even like even break it out even further than that. It's easier to do it, yeah, right? Exactly.
1: And you can even sell sponsorships, right? Like there's yeah. just so many ways to take one strategy for mm-hmm. podcasting and then implement it 15 different ways. Totally. Yeah. You can really um go far with it. Yeah. It's pretty um it's pretty limitless.
2: I would say so. And that <laughs> I think like when it co- goes back to marketing and like how much I enjoy marketing, like that's why like, I kind of took marketing and podcasting and kind of merged them together for Spocast. And because I love marketing podcasts and making, helping people make their podcasts successful. Like, and the the truth is, like, not everyone takes me up on it, though. Like, and I would like, but the thing is, like, I, if you come in and podcast, like, I give you the video. Like you can do yeah. whatever you want. We're gonna with start it.
1: posting ours on YouTube.
2: Oh you should. Yeah. Literally the like, full like, thing. Yeah. I mean in the world of like exploratory like content market- marketing, YouTube is the only place that people are finding podcasts or take TikTok, And because that's because it's this, it's
1: how, okay. Hold on. The algorithms. freaking (laughs) algorithms. Let me, so literally I've had this conversation with Amanda and Lauren, um, Amanda, uh, knows a lot. Mm-hmm. Did you know we we had, yeah. yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, ha- yeah. We, you, had our- you, Paulson, uh, like- we had her... Amanda Paulson, she has like... we had her We had Pretty F and Spooky on Spook yeah, in a- Nate's house many, many years ago. Kind yeah. of full circle. That's that's what's so true. Did we talk about... I kind of...
2: I I mean, I knew that. But
1: I knew that. Well, obviously, we're there. <laughs> Anyhow, she uh, knows a lot about TikTok and yeah. YouTube, being a content creator herself. Mm-hmm. um And I was like, why... Are people watching podcasts on YouTube? And then like we went around this. We were doing this last night with Hillary. I had beers with Hillary last night. Spoken mm. Conservation District. And we were all sitting around the table. And everyone's like, yeah, my boyfriend, my husband, every guy I know watches podcasts on youtube they oh, don't listen yeah. to them on apple or spotify i
0: watched one the other day
1: on youtube
0: yeah it was <laughs> well and in this What's... case it was a i was reading an article and it was like hey link to the podcast and when i clicked it mm. it took me to the youtube
1: is video it because, of it is it because people make money off of oh plays you, you on mean, YouTube?
2: you can monetize it a <laughs> lot easier than tiktok and mm. instagram and
1: I just real. I just thought of that. I was like, oh, they they make money. And people find
2: things on Google. Like when you search anything on Google, the you know, they always Google's so good at promoting themselves and all their brands within it. Like if there's if you search something that you're looking for, a video is that is like one of the first things that pops up. And so the more content that you have out there that's, you know, and you hit those keywords like within like your descriptions and yeah, baby, your titles SEO. and you have a really good like There's even AI tools for, like, creating YouTube cover art, like, Mm -hmm. to make... To optimize it or something like that? To optimize it. Because, like, every... If you look at them, you look at the successful ones, they all have a certain formula. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's... YouTube is great. I'm definitely... I'm putting all my podcasts on YouTube going forward. I don't probably... Do all the best practices for it but it's a, but it but it it's learning it's all learning
1: and it's a it's a little bit of a lengthy process we were learning ourselves mm-hmm. right we were going through you know talking about the year and and different things that we want to do for the wood shop and it was like and I don't I've never posted a video on YouTube mm. and I don't consume a lot of YouTube I consume tiktok and I And we were like the description and the keywords and the tagging and of course, obvious because Google owns YouTube, (laughs) but you're almost like doing a disservice if you're not posting it there now. Kind of like hearing and and doing my own like local research on asking people, where are you listening to podcasts? Like how and and really finding out so many and specifically more men, which I find very interesting, which I always kind of knew YouTube was more of a male dominated platform like Reddit. Mm. But I'm (laughs) like, this is crazy. Yeah, sorry, I don't yeah. want to like down a rabbit hole on that.
2: No, I, I love it. No, it's like it. it you, utilizing YouTube as like a tool for podcasting is definitely like what's emerging as being like the go to way of even getting your podcast now. Because you get it all there now. You get the clips, you get the the full video. Like, and through Apple and Spotify, like you just go there for the the audio medium. Like, but Spotify's rolled out a video option for for mm. the for them like if you you can upload an mp4 and it will just show the video now as well and so but then video then do you
1: have to film it in
2: no i mean you can you know it doesn't need to be in vertical, vertical? It's, it, it's all you can do it in. it's all in horizontal you can do it in horizontal it just like turns yeah, uh learning new things but yeah time. like it, videos away podcasting's definitely going because like i think two years ago it was like it was like static images with like like visualizers and like having like the captions mm-hmm. and now it's like now it's talking it last year was talking heads and like that was really getting people to listen but now it's like talking heads with like b-roll do you, <laughs>
1: like it's, do you think hot hot opinion here mm. do you think tiktok influenced that
2: oh yeah 100 percent
1: just like yeah. the video content, yeah. the video wave content. of video,
0: everything's going video. Even I, all, I mean, all freaking, the social channels are too. I mean, because well, yeah. we've we made that switch with with social, like uh, Facebook and Instagram, over the last few years. It's like things that used to work, like you were just saying, Brennan, with static,
2: great, but ain't ain't working anymore. Yeah, yeah. People video people content. want video. They want to see smiling faces. They want to see. Engaging content. Like, there is going to be a day when we get <laughs> there's going to be a day where, like, and this happens like more in China, like right now, but like in China, like everyone gets their news from like TikTok. Like, it's It's where they go for all of their information. Like right now, is that where you're getting it now?
1: Yeah, I was telling we work with Visit Spokane and I was telling them, I'm like, listen, y'all, when I travel anywhere now, I go to TikTok and I search where to eat in Portland or where to stay in Bend or where to go in Vancouver because content creators are showing me things that I can't find with like words yeah. right like i don't want to read about a restaurant like what's the vibe <laughs> what's the inside look yeah. like what does the food look like and tiktok is where i'm getting that news absolutely when we were down on the oregon coast i freaking got on there and i was like king tides and i'm like looking and seeing yeah um it just it really has i mean i could talk about tiktok forever because i'm fascinated with it yeah um, the last thing i'll say about tiktok that.
2: is that like the algorithm is curated to you And perfect, not perfectly, but like that. And I think that's what is so unique about podcasting and like you and utilizing TikTok as a marketing tool is because if you're a person looking for a certain type of business or service or whatever, like if you're putting it onto TikTok and that's going to be a great way for the people who are looking for that type of content to find find you. It's the best way. Like, they're, yeah.
0: I mean, it's as it's actually becoming its own search engine. Exactly. It already is, man. Right. And
1: that's what, you know, the girls, Lauren and Amanda, were even talking about as one of the big strategies for social media going into this year um, is SEO rich captions and cute. I mean, it's it's SEO everything. SEO everything, which just makes sense, right? We're all getting smarter and searching more and doing more online, and all the more reason to be like, not cryptic and cute with your caption, like no, say what it is. So when someone's looking for it, they can find it. <laughs> so, yeah. so do we need to change
0: the title of this podcast?
1: I mean, we need to change the title of the whole agency if yeah. that's the case. No one's ever,
2: Everyone's no one's like, gonna
1: figure it out. They're like, oh, where do you work? The wood shop. And what's this your is... podcast name? Between coffee and pizza. And they just kind of look at me, and I'm like, oh, you know, like we go into the wood shop to like build and create, and then with marketing blah, the blah, meal, blah, like, blah, yeah. and then we like pizza, coffee, and I, like, I'm like always explaining like it's a great conversation topic. Yeah, yeah, not 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 great <laughs> but we haven't what? gotten
0: many calls lately i i did change our profile online to say the woodshop marketing and design
1: and mm. so we don't
0: get calls anymore for like hey can you route can you router this board for me <laughs> or a staircase <laughs> for yeah, me yeah i need table. someone to build a bookcase and
1: but i like it i like our names yeah clearly we came up with them
0: <laughs> yeah no we're not getting rid of them but <laughs> no ugh. um not at all. speaking of, like with podcasting yeah. before we get to the end of this uh do you think that this medium has what it takes to avoid kind of the boom and bust cycle that, that some of the other, like, not to compare it to like a social channel, like mm. TikTok is having its moment right now, but do you think podcasting is going to have legs long-term? Uh, well, I'll give you a term
2: that you're very familiar with. It's adapter or die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh,
2: in, yes and no. Like, I just read an article yesterday about how podcasting is dying. There's Less and less podcasts being created, but that's an opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> like I was gonna say, that doesn't like, sound like debt to me, and and it's because there's so many people that came out of COVID who wanted to start a podcast and then just stop making pod, the podcast. And like I, I this is not a real this is a Brennan statistic, but Brennan fact. But <laughs> uh, I would assume the majority of podcasts that are within Spotify and Apple probably have an average of like three episodes per Mm. podcast because there's so many podcasts out there that released one episode and never released another one and but like i think it is about adapting to the medium like if you're podcasting like what are the trends that are happening in podcasting to to get more listeners to get to get your product out there to to your consumers and because podcasting is very much a like you have to go with the trends in order to survive. Like if you don't stick to the trends and you try to like buck them, like there are a lot of, there are podcasters that are out there that try to like say like, Oh, you can just be yourself, do what you want to do. But like really like if you're trying to make it right now, like you need to kind of do what everyone else is doing in order to get ahead and you need to do it at a high level. Like, and that's why spoke exist exists because there are people who go and buy a bunch of equipment to start podcasts and then they're like oh fuck i gotta i gotta edit it i have yeah. to now make clips for it i have to do all these other pieces of it i have to market it and like when i can just take away the hassle of them buying the equipment and having to find a time to well not find a time but if, well, we just show up yeah exactly. we're, we're like, here you, for 90 minutes you come you in here rest. you record it and i just and i give it to you yep and and like that's what spocast is here to help people do and like i said i can help at any other point in between and i will give you my honest feedback of how to to better promote yourself and to make it successful awesome
0: so so this idea of statistically speaking you know podcasts falling off i mean mm. it says a lot when you when you mention like a boatload of them only have three episodes right mm. so maybe that that stat is i need to find the real stat but, but like and it's, like
1: full circle bringing it back around to you know 20 minutes ago it's like it's a lot of work Mm -hmm. it's a time commitment you do have to show prep I remember when we started Spokast it was like we don't need an agenda we're just gonna get out and talk to people yeah and then people would be like you guys are disorganized (laughs) it was like thanks for the feedback (laughs) um you're right we are and then it was like no we should have a show flow that we should stick to and it definitely like improved it and so there it's not just I think people were like oh I can get behind a microphone I'm funny I can talk yeah and then it's like cool 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 like you can but also like be ready to do that
2: exactly no, you know ha- you yeah and, and it's all about consistency like i unless you're a person with like thousands of thousands of followers that are already there for you like making your podcast successful is is going to take time and it's probably going to take at least six months to get to get can get more listeners and to get uh better engagement it just takes a lot of time and like and what i always tell people is like be annoying about it like what you think you think posting once is enough for your podcast mm-hmm. like that means like only if you were if you post it once and like that's only one chance that someone's gonna be able to see it and if they miss it that day and it didn't hit the algorithm then they're gonna totally miss it so if you you know constantly post on like Instagram or in in your stories on TikTok on YouTube you you run the gamut and put all your content everywhere it's going to you're going to it's going to be hard for people not to listen and get digest your content
1: you got to get that frequency baby <laughs> Exactly
2: yeah there's I have so many like, yeah, there's so much into podcasting that I could go on for hours about it. Because, like, even podcasting in itself is a marketing funnel. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Because, it's
2: like, like, if the end goal is getting someone to listen to an episode, you have to give them all these other pieces to get all the way down to the, the bottom of that funnel to make them a listener. Like, you, because if you just expect people to go from here to listening, you've already failed. <laughs> 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 like, ah, this is easy. I do my sleep. Like, and if you expect your family to listen... Like, no, nope. no. Like my my wife has not listened to an episode of Spocast in probably two years, <laughs> and we're okay with and that. I, and, and I and we're I okay with and that. I probably yeah. like said like listen to this, and she's like, sure. Did you ever listen to it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expect your but family. But there are some Jessica, like, Jessica Jessica very loyal listen to, listeners. Jess doesn't listen to ours
0: either. So
1: Jess, are you Belbin? <laughs> you can. No, oh she's, she's not hearing this. So no. <laughs> I'm going to send this to her. I always like to tell people, I'm like, you should listen to this episode because we talked about you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just say that Make to them. everyone?
0: No, no, matter what? like,
1: really? Like, I'm like, we talked about you. You came up. And then I know, like, if they're actually listening. I started or listening
2: not. to a new podcast where, like, it, it's a, he's a former spoke, Spokenite, uh, Sean Woodmer. And he does a really good job of engaging with his, like, community. And, like, he shouts out people if you, you send them comments and stuff like that. And, like, I've like started like sending him comments and like he shouts me out. I was like, I did not know how much I love hearing someone shout me out on a podcast because like I don't listen to many podcasts that I I produce because I already have already heard it. But like doing it like listening to one that like I know the person and I know that if I leave a comment, he's probably gonna shout me out. Like is like. It's a lot of fun, like. Yeah. And well, he's like, an old
0: radio guy, right? Yeah, that's exactly. That's like, like birthday, that. birthday yeah. shout-outs on the radio. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. He oh knows what he's doing. Love this. Okay, so wait, I want to try that. Um, I, I absolutely, we should try that. Let's try what? I'm gonna say that if you guys have a marketing topic that you want us to talk about, you should tell us. Oh, we still didn't up the phone number. Oh, Is that yeah. what we're doing? DMs? phone
0: number? Yeah, remember we said last time they can call us with
2: comments or feedback. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I mean, within the 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 program we use us. Uh, pod uh, spotify for podcasters there's an option where we can enable like a link and people can click on it and then leave a a voicemail if you wanted to enable oh, it really it so cool. yeah oh, i oh think like engage, like community engagement is like a really good is how you really want to get people to listen to your podcast if there's an opportunity for them to get shouted out on a podcast mm. like it's we're uh, we're a mon- yeah. we're a monthly
0: podcast though is that enough I mean i was uh, is that is that like are we doing it enough like for that type of
2: Uh that's engagement? a good point maybe maybe not i mean like I, I tell everyone if you're wanting to start a podcast like bi-monthly is where maybe you start we should do bi-monthly. but like and i but i realize that like, that's that's a barrier to entry that a lot of people just yeah. stop at like oh you're telling me you gotta do this twice a month now like well, no, you really should do it weekly. Okay, but- <laughs> so I'll just back up.
0: You only need it once a month. Call yes. Brennan. Get signed up. Yeah, no, take you, care of everything. You could definitely
2: do it. You could definitely have questions still. Like, and people... It, yeah, why not? Why not try it? <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, Brennan... Oh,
1: man, my wheels are turning.
0: I know. So much to think about. Um, thanks for being here, <laughs> even though you always are. I love... Um, uh, i i put it in the notes i wanted to make sure it came up because i think that you embody range when it comes to marketing and that's something that mm. i value um immensely and and being able to hear about you know design and marketing and into audio this whole journey and how it's all tied into to marketing i think is fantastic but before we go yeah the last slice. oh yeah the last slice
2: coffee black or with cream cream sugar Sugar, cream, and sugar. Hot chocolate, coffee. Ooh, like oh. white chocolate, americano is like what I drink. Like mm. if, I, and if I, but if I drink a, if I like pour a cup of coffee, like like when I was at the wood shop, I don't even drink coffee anymore. But if I poured a cup of coffee, I would put like a lot of cream, a lot of half and half, and then like <laughs> and then maybe a little sweetener, and then like sugar. Yeah, like there'd be multiple right. things in there.
1: Hot or ice?
2: Hot. Yeah. Thin crust, deep dish. Well like we've talked about multiple times on the show, like I would love a great deep dish in Spokane. Apparently there's a new place that has some, I forget what it's called, but like, Oh, um, Oh my God. Um,
1: Heritage is opening a deep dish pizza spot. Oh really? I don't know if that's like Your
2: downstairs neighbors. Downstairs Her- neighbors. Oh wow. It was in the news.
1: Where? Oh, that's like, what I, I heard about. That's what I heard about. That's, okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> great. Uh, I was, Sorry. but I will say I, I prefer like a, a, is a what do they call it? A, a cookie crust, like a like a thin crust, a thin crust. I guess that's like cracker fly, crust. Cracker crust. Thank you. Uh, flying goat. There's like I love ah. flying goat pizza.
0: Pineapple on pizza?
2: Yes. Uh, fried eggs on pizza? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You're yeah. Just I've, I've had it before. Yeah, I like I like <laughs> eggs on pizza. Okay, so yes. Yes.
0: Oh, good. Oh, well, sure, me just. Yes. That was a Um, currently, what's your favorite podca- podcast to produce?
2: Oh man. Uh don't, don't worry about her eyes, her judgy <laughs> eyes. Uh man, I have so many that I love producing. You
1: can't ask him to pick out his none f- of the
2: other podcasts listen to us.
1: Fair. Uh, well they might to this one, because you know Brennan's I mean, the guest. I love
2: producing Spokecasts, the podcast. Mm, uh, it, there you go. Like it, it it's my you know, it's what I Shh. love doing. But you know, I will always it's always a hot topic of conversation, especially in Spokane, if I can talk about adam morrison podcast Mm, because it's for sure it's the most successful of all of them currently what's your favorite podcast to listen to uh the wizard and the bruiser um it is a it's like a historical like not historical but it's like it takes like a topic like they just did game boy versus game gear and they kind of go they dive into like the history of like you know how both handhelds started and then like and the, how they competed against each other, and like, but they take all different types of pop culture topics and kind of dive deep and like tell you like the full history of it. And I love that. And I also I really love uh, the Sean Woodmer podcast. I he comes it awesome. comes out three times a week, and they're like well,
1: three times a week. But they're
2: fifteen minutes long, and it's just oh, that's perfect nice. Perfect for drive time for me. And like, and I get shouted out every once in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and he, <laughs> was, well, he's
2: getting shouted out on ours, so. yeah. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> uh, would you rather? Mm, give up pizza or coffee?
2: <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, I'm surprised we haven't not made it through this this conversation without even talking about. We our, talked
1: about it on the last one, didn't we? The pizza I, I was thinking about no, that we? this morning. It's okay, okay. this was challenge. a good conversation. Yeah, Ooh, we, yeah, Brent and I got fat eating a bunch of pizza,
0: <laughs> and we regretted every moment of it. But we still love pizza. It's yeah.
1: kind of you know how the three of us yeah
2: you gave me uh when i, I won the, the competition pin. you gave me a little pin which i, I somewhere in yeah. a box <laughs> so if you want to hear that story you got to go
0: back to episode
1: with cashmere with ruth and heather oh was oh, that it was i that think last so okay. i feel okay. like it
0: i i, I, I don't, mean, don't remember i can't who. remember maybe it's in that one maybe it's in another just like listen,
1: listen to, to, to all. all of them uh i have one for you apple or spotify
2: oh spotify
1: Really for
2: podcasting because okay. they have video. They have uh, you can comment and like on every episode. They have mm. you can do polls on Spotify. Cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of things within Spotify as a, like a a podcasting platform that like you can do so much and like add to your podcast. And Sweet. I uh, and I pu- whenever I put a link out, like I always push them to, Spod- uh, Spot- to Spotify. Apple Podcasts is is f- there it exists but like it's probably like but those make up literally like 96 percent of all listeners Dang. and now youtube but really youtube yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> awesome well brennan yeah. thanks for
0: being with us on thanks, this Steve. side of the uh <laughs> of the camera of the so was fun.
1: yeah that yeah. was really fun i love
2: like being a part of conversations and not like having to lead them like it really is like <laughs> it is a treat to be able to like be on a podcast and not like have to like have my like i usually like you have my laptop in front of me i'm like what do i like going, keep it, going the like, all that stuff like, and that's really great for my I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to like read notes and like engage like and i always like preface i'm like i'm gonna be looking at my com- my computer screen every once in a while like so don't take offense that i'm not always like staring right at you <laughs> so that's i never a took one. offense so. okay good. thank you <laughs> all right awesome
1: thanks b <laughs>